This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. here we are here we are in the corona cast <laughs> of the all love no fear podcast i was getting to be like out here we are we are at the house okay we are yeah. inside and we hope that you all are inside too because that's where the people say we need to be so that we can flatten the curve of the spread of this disease okay so if y'all can stay home now we might potentially have an outside in the summer. Because if y'all think I'm getting ready to spend the whole summer inside, y'all got another thing coming. No, ma'am. So take y'all behind inside and stop playing around. We could technically have barbecues. I'm trying to go to other people's barbecues. I'm trying to go see what they got on the grill. I'm not trying to be the provider of the things on the grill. That's not how it works. Okay? It's not what I do in the summer. I'm already upset because one of my kickoff to summer events is canceled. Um, so usually Mark and I kick off our summer with attending Dance Africa in Brooklyn on Memorial Day weekend. And sadly, they have reported that they have decided to cancel. Because I know when I looked um, last week, it was still on the website. So I was kind of hopeful, like, OK, maybe, you know, they'll they'll try to hold out. But I think because they usually have a. Uh, a dance troupe from a country that they focus on every year come in. I think they were kind of waiting to see like what that was going to look like. And I guess it was like, yeah, these people probably can't fly in here or they don't want to. I'm pretty sure the people who were coming, they were like, we're not coming over there. Yeah. Y'all got the wrong. We can't, we're going to stay over there. Cause I think they were coming, bringing people from Rwanda this year, which I was very excited about because of, um, what's that movie that we watched with Michaela Cole, where she was playing, um, a Rwandan refugee. I don't know, but that movie was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, was it serious or serious? Yeah, it was like a mini series. Oh my goodness. I'm going to look it up right now and figure out what it was called. But it was really, really good. And like, I really learned a lot about like Rwanda as a result of it. So I really was like, oh, we got to see like a Rwandan dance group. I'm ready. And then the Rona happened. So like, that's a dub. So I'm like, my summer is already off to a trash start and hasn't even started yet. So. Yeah, the movie was called um, Black Earth Rising. Yes. Or the miniseries. I was like, it was something with Earth, but I couldn't think of the word of it. It was Black. It was a, it was a miniseries. If if you have not watched it, it is time for you to do that. Yeah, I'm like, maybe it's on Netflix. Is that where it you is watch Netflix, it? Yes. Okay. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Black Earth Rising is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think the first scene. I, I think after the first first scene, we were like, all right, we're watching this. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what this is about. <laughs> I want, to see, I want to see where this is going. I want to get into it. Yeah. And I did. After that first scene, I was like, I'm, I am watching this. Yeah. It was lit. Yeah. It was lit. So if you're looking for something to watch during this quarantine, um, Black Earth Rising um, on Netflix. It's been out now, what, two years? Um, 
No, since last year it came out. That's not last year. Yeah, 2019. Is this 2018s? In the United Kingdom. It started showing everywhere oh. else in January of 2019. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I saw it last year. So yeah, I was like, it. yeah. Yeah, it was it's fantastic. Word. Get into it. All Word. right, um, but real quick, um, shout out to the people listening on Spotify, on our websites, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on all them things and things and things. I'm not sure why you said it like that, but, you know. And here we are. Um, uh, uh, Rona making us crazy. Quarantine making us crazy. But we're here. We're here. We're out here in the streets. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for um, supporting us. Uh, thank you for sharing with your friends and family members. Uh, definitely, we welcome more listeners. We welcome more subscribers. So, I mean, y'all ain't doing nothing else. So, um Tell a friend to tell a friend, all of No Fair Podcasts. Uh, one of the numerous ways to help you get through this uh, coronavirus, quarantine, shelter in place, whatever we're calling it these days, um, situation. Okay? Um, so let's get started Ooh. with our Love It or Lose It segment. Love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love, love it. it. Oh, oh, oh. Love it, love it, love it. It's a love it, or lose it, to love it, or lose it, or love it, or lose it, or love it. What was that, the intro for Candy Shop? Yes, yes. I was like, what is that? Hey, shots to 50 Cent and Olivia. Um, Also, we forgot to tell the people, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Season two, episode 17 of the podcast. We, we, I don't feel like we said it for the last two episodes. We don't be intro or nothing. We don't, yeah, it's, we gotta do better. (laughs) Do we have to write down? Do we have to intro? (laughs) Do we have to write that down? Because I feel like, we're, listen, we're, we're not in the studio, so we're like, just, it's just a struggle, you know? It's not a good excuse. Shh. (laughs) The people don't know. Um, so what we have this time, for love it or lose it, are actresses. Okay, okay. All right. And black women specifically, because I don't know any white women. Um, <laughs> Mark never knows any of the white women. <laughs> I don't, he never I don't does. He never does. Um, so the I actress, bet you if I asked you who Sigourney Weaver was right now, you wouldn't know. Is that aliens? Ha! Look at me! Wow! Look at me! I'm proud Look of you! Really? Look at me. Okay. It's only because recently I've I saw that name and put it together. It, okay. It was a recent member. Do you know who Meryl Streep is? No, no, we're not gonna. No, 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 no. Let's do a little more because that was a lucky fluke. <laughs> so Gurney Weaver is a very, very, very specific actress. So I'm actually genuinely shocked that you knew that one. Yes. So let's play a game. I'll do I'll do three more and then we'll see. So, um, do you know? Are, are who... you playing, playing know that white, white woman? But... Yes, know that white woman. Um, <laughs> let's see. So do you know who Meryl Streep is? Yes, okay. I know who Meryl Streep. Is. You know who Meryl Streep is. Do you know who Reese Witherspoon is? Yes, it is. Okay, let's see. Let me, let me, let me come up with one that you might. Because she's she be wearing the pink and what's that show? What we call Legally Blonde. Yes. Okay. All right. Do you know who? Two. One more. Okay. I'm trying to come up with one that I feel like you might not. That, that might stump you a little bit. <laughs> I don't, don't don't can we move on? I don't. No, no, no. Um. I don't want um. No. Our, our Caucasian listeners to think I'm racist. I just don't know them. Do you know <laughs> who Natalie Portman is? 
think so. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. I think so. Okay. I don't know movies. I can't think of movies. Okay. Okay. I think so. I could be completely wrong. Do you know who Jennifer Connelly is? No. No idea who that is. Emily Blunt? Know the name. Do you know who Eva Green is? No. Um, Charlie Theron? No. Uh, Jessica Biel? No. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else, who else do we have here? Um, you know people that are like, well, so well, sure, I know that. Yeah, I would do that. But do you like know... name and... I'm down with names in general. Okay, so if I showed you a picture, would you be able to tell me who the person is? By name? No. Yes. If I if you if no. you, if, you show, if I showed you a picture, would you be like, yes, I know who that is? Without you seeing the name. I wouldn't know the name. You wouldn't know the name. Okay. <laughs> um, That's what your question is? No, not know the name. You know who Winona Ryder is? No. Uh do you know who you said three and you you're doing a lot. I'm just really I'm really trying to see like <laughs> can we, can we, how far and why this I don't know the white actress thing can we, goes. Can we go, can we go to the level a little bit? Yeah, let's get to the level. I was really you don't know who any of the people are. I told you that. Huh. And I knew every single one of the people that just suggested you know, I know exactly who they are. Great. I do not. Okay. We're, we're going to work on this during the quarantine so you can know these things. Because these are relatively famous people that okay. you, you should know. I, I know Meryl Streep. I feel, like it's nice. I feel like it's cool. I mean, Meryl Streep is a great one to know. She is a phenomenal actress. <laughs> I would give her. Meryl, Meryl Streep, she's she Jordan Weaver. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel like I'm good. I'm good but I'm not going to lie, the security weaver did shock me. What's up? <laughs> he knows. Chris. Chris. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Yes, that's one. So, um, Actresses, four. Love it or lose it, FYI, people. You have four choices. Pick one you will love. Hold on, dear. Never throw away. Never, never give it away. Hold on, dear. And the one you would throw away, never do seen again. And you have to choose one of each. Okay. And the four are Viola Davis. Okay. Angela Bassett. Okay. Kerry Washington. Okay. Gabrielle Union. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Lose goal. Gabrielle Union. Okay. Um, of those four actresses, uh, she has not shown me the range uh, over the course of her career that would make me choose her over, choose one of the others while saving her. Like, I'm fine with never seeing another Gabrielle Union thing again in my life no actually you know what i backtrack that um hmm. you know i stand by it i stand by it i think gabrielle union not like i loved her i loved being mary jane i just watched deliver us from eva the other day uh today earlier today um yeah, like, I just don't... Uh, of the four actresses, to me, she's not anywhere near the top of the list in terms of, like, the strongest. Um, she might prove me wrong. Um, she might do something that really makes me be like, well, all right, girl. Is it... Do you think it's her acting or is it her movies? Uh, both. What do you mean? I just, I just feel like her acting is very, like, one note. I feel like it's very flat. I feel like I see the same... Uh, that's, that's why I actually was character. That's what I'm saying is that because I, I don't know, 
Cause like, like I don't know, she like, just keeps choosing similar kinds of roles, and so that's all I see. Or, but or, I just or they, they give her certain roles. Yeah. Like so, like this. This is my um. What I have to gather like information. If they keep giving you one role, a certain role that I, it's hard for me to gauge. Right, and so it's but um, but if, her, she's been around for a long time. Correct, correct. And so I'm like, you've had time to get out of this somehow, because she's been acting for at least twenty years. So I'm like, you know, I'm not hating on a chick getting paid. Like, you know, I'm not mad where you, you know, how you got your money, whatever the case is. Like, I'm not upset with that at all. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that plays into, because like, I feel as if even with that, I think it, it, it depends on, they all, it's weird because they kind of only let one black woman in at a time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of frustrating. Right. Because so, like, Cause like we have a lot of people who've been with who've been in like black movies for like a long time, mm-hmm. and they let they usually like let one person in at a time to mm-hmm. do a different movie, right? Which is trash. But like for instance, they just got um, Madam C J Walker. Um, what's your name? Uh, Octavia Octavia Spencer. She, they just like within like the last two, three, four years, they mm-hmm. just started like okay, I'll put you in different roles now. Right. So I, I just, I, I get it, but then I also feel like... Because I had the same roles for a long time, too. Yes, yes, but but she grew at some point. And I yeah, feel but, like I don't think Gabrielle but they, has but grown I, as she, much. She grew because they gave her a chance on something else. Or she demanded something else. I don't know which one is which. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I guess... Like, Gabrielle has produced, like... A, a entertaining content. Like I'm saying this, I'm picking the same person, but I, yeah. But I, I, I just want to. Yeah, she's entertained me for sure, but I definitely would not. Um, I, 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 honestly, I couldn't figure out. I, I was trying to think of somebody else to put in the same vein, mm-hmm. and which made me more realize why it's first child could have put somebody in the same vein. I was trying to find girls to put in that would have the same catalog as the other three. Holly Bear. I feel just like she has different kinds of movies, though. She's not in the same. I mean, but she is one of the. Well, I don't know if she still is, but she was and I, and I, for a while and, one of the premier black actresses. And, in... I, and I, I think because I was because you were saying was. That's mm-hmm. why I, I think. In, I mean, she, I think she's still. She's considered that, but she's what, considered that. But, but what, like, what recent movie have you seen her in? I haven't seen any of her recent movies. She's been in movies. I just haven't seen any of them. Because she had one um, with thinking, the, was my where she was too. working as like a 911 person or something. Correct. I saw that. Like, not saw it, but saw like commercials for it. And I, I guess that's, that's, that's part of the thing. Okay. Because I was like, she, I don't know if she's, she's not as much in the spotlight to me right now. No. Which is, I don't know if that's of her own doing or if, and that's, and that's, you know, and that's, that's kind of, a, and that's quite, that's kind of why I chose Gary. Okay. Because, but you, you are correct. Halle, I, I was Halliburton did pass my mind when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But is there anybody else you could think of that I hope? Oh, um, somebody else that I would put in that category. Of I people. guess Octavia Spencer. Maybe. Octavia Spencer, Taraji P Henson, um, Regina King. Um, I was thinking about Regina King too. Um. If you put Regina King in there, then my my answer my answer changes, obviously. To what? 
if you add Regina King to the conversation, then Kerry Washington has to go. Okay. Why? Explain. Um, this may be petty, and it's fine. But every time I think of Kerry Washington, I think of Scandal and all that damn lip quivering she was doing. And it just, it worked my good nerves. It did. <laughs> she was on that series for several years. Um, and I get, like, I don't disagree. Like, I just, like, she's cool, but I'm not, like, over the moon about her acting. I'm not, like, running somewhere to go see her act. I'm just not. Regina King, I'm like, she's going to give me a performance every time. Okay. okay? Every time. She's going to give me what I need. Angela, she's going to give me what I need every time. Viola, say no more. Say less. Say less. Viola's the goat at this point in time. So I'm just sort of like, if if my options are Regina King, Viola Davis, Angela Bassett, and Carrie Washington, Carrie got to go. No shade to the good okay. sense, but she got to go. It's just facts of life. Okay. Okay. What is your, who's your loser? Well, it's, it's Gabrielle Union. It was Gabrielle Union in our original storyline. Okay. Why? Story, storyline. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, excuse me. I'm sorry. You, you hit on a lot of the points. Um, I, I, I think they, uh, that Viola, Angela, and Carrie kind of have their, their movies that they are in. Mm hmm. From that way more, I think I like their movies as a whole more. Yeah, like I watch Save the Last Dance. They, 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 <laughs> have, they have they have better movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, better shows, better movies, whatever. I I, mm -hmm. I think they 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 have better stuff in terms of that. Right. Yeah, and I and this is not to say that I don't I didn't I didn't appreciate um being Mary Jane because I used to bust down being Mary Jane. Yeah, and I I um, I, I, I think I think which which to your point I I think Gabrielle Union just needs a different movie. Yeah, she needs something that's I, I, a little I, I, different than I, her playing like. It, it sounds crazy. The smart pretty girl. I I it's it's gonna sound crazy, but like. Someone has to. Someone has typecasted her, and they have to. They, they have to like get out of it. Yeah, and I think that's why. I think someone they, they have typecasted her as how she. Because I, I think that's always what an actress or actress always wear streams when they typecast you. Yeah, as something. Yeah, and she's always been typecast as like the pretty, smart, slightly aggressive. Yeah, every time. Kind of girl, and okay. I'm just like, and and watching the uh, Deliver Us from Eva earlier today kind of solidified for me that that's sort of the role that she's put into a lot of times. Um, the only time I ever really saw her not sort of be that all the way through was what's that movie? The one with all the the one that all the people was in. Um, Think like a man, where she kind of played like a slightly softer character, but it's just kind of like. You know what the problem is, too? And this sounds really, really messed up. I think Gabrielle Union is black famous. But th but that was my point initially. That was my initial point. My initial point is that, like, um, Octavia Spencer became... It, it, it sadly started with the help. Right. And then grew from there. Yeah. Yeah. Because she came, she came white famous. Yes, and I and and, and <laughs> but like you know yeah. what I'm saying, like it's one of those things. Like you should, I don't think you should have to be 
white famous in order to like be able to do more. Correct. But I, but, 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 it's, but that, that, that's, that's the, the reality that's, of the industry. That's how Hollywood works. And that's, yeah. and yeah. that's what the problem is. Yeah. Cause you know what? I, 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 I don't hate Gabrielle Union. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't, I wouldn't be like, Oh God, not her again. Like, I don't feel that way. Like there are some people I do feel that way about, but she's not one of them. But I just think that, um, he, uh, she is, uh, I think she's only black famous. And so, um, her opportunities have been limited in a sense to certain things. And, you know, that's, that sort of kind of led to where she's at. The others are, are more, more, uh, mainstream, I guess is the right word. Yeah. Like, like, so they, they've had opportunities and I'm not, and I'm not saying I know anything about Gabrielle personally or know her life or anything like that, but like. The other three have had other opportunities and doors open to like have I ever even seen Gabrielle Union at like a Oscars or or Golden Globes or any of those shows? She probably has been, but like when I think of those award shows that are quote unquote mainstream, like you see the Regina Kings and the Violas and the and the Angela, you see these people at these functions. Correct. Um so Yeah. That that that, that I guess that comes to like a bigger conversation about like um is it because black directors have typecast her? Possible. Is that the problem? That, that might be a problem, number one. But number two, um, it, it, of course, it, it shows a strong um, segregation in our in our media mm-hmm. in general, and like why that why that 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 becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the biggest um, dichotomy I think is uh, Gary Owensby. Okay, I don't know how we got here, but go on. <laughs> yes, I know who Gary. Is. I know I know white people, Mark. I do know who Gary. Is. Yeah, but <laughs> but that but the point I'm making with that is white people don't know Gary Owen, which is insane, and that that's why I make that statement mm-hmm. because Gary Owen is black famous. He is, <laughs> he is black famous. He is very big known in terms of um, from B to comic view stuff. Yeah, like that's how I knew him from, from comic view. A lot of black people know him. Yeah, but a lot of white people do not. Mm. And so he's limited because of that. <laughs> that that is interesting. <laughs> and it's 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 always it's it's always been interesting to me. He like he his his interesting like he I remember he when he was doing when he was doing um thing like a man. Mm-hmm. He was not right. Yes, he was in thing like a man. Yes. Um, he, he was saying like how in think like a man they had a poster. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't put him on there because no one really knows who he is. He was mm-hmm. like, black people know me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because it was not wide known, like no one really knew who he was. They're like, right. why is he on there? Why is he, like, right. we're not going to put him on poster. We don't, he's not really that known. Right. So like, it was, it was interesting when he was saying that because mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, yeah, but if you go to black people, they, they know who I am. So, the black they, people they know me. me. They know me. The black people know me. <laughs> they know the vibes. Yeah. But like, Gary Owen is black famous. And yes. That, that, that's why I said it's, it's interesting. Yeah, we gotta have a conversation one day about like black famous. Because I, I I never realized that the gen the larger general population does not know about a lot of people that I know about. Yeah. Like just people like Blair Underwood, black famous. We all know who Blair Underwood yeah. is. White people have no idea who that is. Yeah. No very, idea. Very black famous. Because I was talking to somebody about like Soldiers Play that he was in on Broadway. And I was like, Yeah, you know Blair Underwood is in it, and they were like, like no recognition. <laughs> no recognition. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna just move on. Like <laughs> this this person had no idea who I was. They, they meanwhile Blair Underwood like all the black people know Blair Underwood. We all we it, all it, know it, him. It, it, but like I, I think that's who Angela Bassett was though. 
Yeah, like I feel like Angela Bassett is I, I, like. I think when Angela Bassett came on, um, for instance, I think <laughs> funny thing is when um, Black Panther came out mm-hmm. and everyone was like, Black Bassett, everyone was like, oh shit, who's that? I was like, we were like, Angela Bassett? What do you mean, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people didn't really know who Angela Bassett was. We didn't was. know who Angela Bassett was <laughs> since the 90s, sis. Since the 90s. And, Why you girls don't know? Because Angela Bassett, like, but the, the issue with Black Famous is Black Famous don't get Grammys. Well, or any, Oscars, 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 Oscars okay. Emmys, any other things? Oscars, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very they're, rare they're, that they're, a black they're... famous person actually gets. But they're like the awards. But they're, they're very big in, in like black Hollywood. Oh yeah, but we we be knowing about the black famous people. Okay, yeah. we but be like they, they don't like cause like I, I thought about like like people like wearing the hood and the back like they, they don't have they don't they don't have any, um, sad anniversary on the Oscars. Very side mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 very it's very interesting. But we, we can have a conversation about black famous. I guess. Yeah, we will. Well, yeah, maybe next podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about black famous. Yeah. All right, but that was a love it or lose it. No, did we say who we loved? We didn't say our love. Oh no, love, love, love. Um, my love, Viola Davis, without question. Um, the range on Viola is really just amazing. I don't want to say that she's the black Meryl Streep because Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep, but Viola Davis, in terms of like the range of acting performances that she has churned out over the years, it's it's amazing. Like watching her in How to Get Away with Murder, uh, watching her in shows like, uh, what was that movie she was in in Mel Street? Doubt, um, The Help, um, um, Widows. Um, she's done so many things. I remember seeing her on like Law and Order SVU, like way back when, before she was even a big name. Like, just seeing her episodes like that. I just saw her in Fences recently. Like, the depth of performances that Viola gives in a movie or a show, it is worth the watch. Like, she's an amazing actress. Like, anything she's in, I'm like, well, look, tell me more. Tell me more. I want to see it. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Put me on. I love to see her on the red carpets because she's just so chocolatey and gorgeous. And she'd be giving me the looks with the color. Like, I just love Viola Davis. Like, anything she's in, anything she's doing... I'm ready for it. She's an amazing actress. And you know how it's real? All the other black actors basically bow down. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, Viola is that chick. Like, she's been on Broadway. She's, you know, like I said, done TV, done movie. Like, she's just, she's just so talented. And I just, I love her so much. She's great. She's my fave. And she's won. Is she an EGOT yet? She has won an Academy Award and Emmy and two Tonys. Uh, all she's missing is uh, so I put on an album. A Golden Globe. Grammy. Oh, Grammy, yes. So I put on an album forever. Yeah. So I just put on a music album or something. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to put her on a on a on a. Maybe she needs to do a book and uh, audio audio it uh, audio and book. read it. Yeah. yeah. And then she'll get her a, a Grammy right there, and she'll be an EGOT. Um, but yeah, she's everything. Love her so much. She's my fave. Yeah. What about you? Who's your love? It's um, it's a it's a close tie between Angela and mm-hmm. and Raul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like what we were saying before, because like, I feel like Angela doesn't get her flowers as much as she should. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just watching uh the t- the the what's love got to do with it. Angela was like getting acting, okay, acting, and, and I, she looks amazing for sixty something. Yeah, I I think I think I like Angela also because I think she um. She also doesn't have doesn't like seem like she has to she's not 
She's not saying Viola is. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like she doesn't seem like she has to be proven proper at all. Mm -hmm. She's she's rejoining. Angela is officially an auntie. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, I think I I I think I died laughing when she was on the Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh my god. (laughs) Black Lady Sketch Show. That was was hilarious. (laughs) I was like, first of all, how y'all get Angela Bassett to come on here? First of all, how y'all even get her on it? Angela's you know booked and busy. Her and Courtney B. Vance are booked and busy. Courtney B. Vance, sidebar, is also another amazing actor. We're going to talk about him a little later. But just, oh, powerhouse is him, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so, it's, um, it, it was, a. Uh, I think that it's a close tie between those two for me. Yeah, and Angela Bassett been everybody's black mama. Yeah. She was, she was Betty Shabazz. She was Katherine Jackson. She was Valletta Wallace. She was Coretta Scott King. She been everybody mama. She been every every famous black person you could every uh notable black woman. She been Tina Turner. I mean, I think the only body she ain't been is Rosa Parks at this point. Um, but you know if they're making a Maya Angelou movie, you might could get an Angela in there. I don't know, child. I don't know. But yeah, Angela's Angela's bomb. Yeah. And it's like I like Angela because like she kind of does a lot of different things. Like when I saw that she was doing American Horror Story, I was like, huh. I would never think Angela Bassett would do something like that. I think in my mind, Angela Bassett is like black Hollywood actress royalty, but Angela Bassett don't think that. She's like, listen, I'm not here to get to these bags and do these jobs. Yeah. Cause she's like, oh, well let me, she was on, she's on uh, the 911 show um, that shows on Fox. I haven't watched it, but I've seen like clips of the show. She's been in that. Um, she has done several seasons of the American Horror Story. Um, not several seasons of that. I'm sorry. Several seasons of Freak Show. Um, she just be... She, uh... I'm lying. She did do several seasons of American Horror, Horror Story. Um, she's just out here in these streets. Um, love her. She's great. Oh, well, I'm lying. She was Rosa Parks. Yeah. She was Rosa Parks at one point. I, I got in line. Like, and like, even back to, like, the, uh, the Black Famous thing, I, I, think, I think I get annoyed because, like... You black famous for like decades, mm-hmm. and people don't get get recognition for nothing. For nothing. Oh, respect. Like <laughs> she be out for years. Like Anthony Anderson got respect like a few years ago. Yeah, like like <laughs> that's Anderson been in movies forever. For real. Because I was what was that one? Oh my god, what was the one where they were trying to get the 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 thing at the Monday? They were trying to steal the ATM. Yeah. What movie was that? Whatever movie that was, that was on TV. And then I was like, damn, look at Anthony Anderson, like. He just now started being popular. <laughs> He's been out forever. 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 And it's He's just like been grinding forever. Yeah, Blackish really, really turned him, turned him around. Yeah. Well, I guess you know, get to go back. I bet yeah. it, it 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 takes one. Yeah, all it takes is one. And you know what? Angela keeps a job, so I'm not worried. <laughs> you know, Angela Angela ain't 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 uh losing no money. Angela has been in I feel like every year she has been in something. She's gotten a check. Yeah. From somewhere doing something. So you know what, Angela, I'm not mad. You secure your monies, you you get to the bag. I'm not mad, sis. Word, word, word. All right, well that was our love it or lose it. Love it or lose it. Hey, hey. Love it or lose it. Hey, hey. Love it or lose it. Hey, hey. Love it. Lose it. Love to lose it. Word. Okay. Um, let's talk about how to manage your marriage slash situationship slash live-in shacking situation um, <laughs> in this quarantine time. So the good sis, Michaela, shouts out to her. Um, she sent me an article the other day um, and was like, 
podcast content? And I was like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I said it just like that. Yes. Um, so it's this article from, you know, this, this magazine, I think it's called Breeders Digest. Um, and it talks about how to help a marriage thrive under pressure in these coronavirus times. Um, so it provided nine tips to, you know, keep your marriage in a cute place and stay, stay married, um, throughout, uh, this uh, quarantine period Um, because I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I'm not used to being home like this all day long and neither is Mark. And we're not just home like Lottie Dottie chilling. Like we're both working. So we literally wake up every day and take Avery to daycare because, you know, thank God they're still open. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we come back home and buckle down to Working from home. Yeah, and I I gotta start going to office tomorrow. No, your job's trash for that, but you know whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've literally been coming home and just sitting at our computers in various parts of the house for the whole day. So it's like we're not even together a lot of the time. We're both you know sitting wherever, doing conference calls, doing phone calls, getting on the computer, you know, check check. Like we we're just busy the whole day so um you know it's been it's been quite a quite a time um quite a challenging time so but you know we've been good we haven't been like arguing or like doing any nothing crazy has been happening it's been you know just doing what we have to do but you know it is a valid point that this is very unprecedented for a lot of people and um that People maybe need some some guidance on how to get through this without killing their 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 living partner. Because I mean, if you used to not, if you used to really only seeing a person for a couple of hours before you go to bed, and now you got to see them all day, that, that's a bit alarming. Yeah. And it, it wasn't gradual; it was like, oh, y'all together now, yeah, and, like, and, all the time. And I I think it's it's a lot of things because it's like, um, what what I realize is when it comes down to relationships, your busyness kind of distracts you from things that are wrong mm-hmm. from being busy mm-hmm. so like if you're always running around you're both running busy and everything especially like people in um that millennial age range mm-hmm. always running around you never really have time to stay and just like be around each other all the time yeah so because of that now that you are in that place like you're kind of like people are just like not ready for it mm-hmm like, like a lot of people are like, uh, like this too much. It's it's a lot of you. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so like, it's like oh, you again. You're 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 you for, live here. You're forced to resolve or um, address things mm-hmm. um, that you can't you can't run away from. Yeah, you can't. Cause where are you going? Outside? There is no outside. Outside's closed. <laughs> I saw a meme. I saw or, so, or a screenshot of something. Somebody posted on Instagram. It said. Um, Remember when your mom always used to say, why are you always going outside? Outside ain't going nowhere. Look, mom. Yes, it has. Outside is closed. It did go somewhere. Yeah, outside is closed. Um, yeah, and it's like, we live in a house, so we have the option to like go in a backyard if we want. But like, if you live in an apartment building, where is outside? Where is space? Where is getting away from the person if you feel like you need space? Like, how do you do that? Um, so... The article um, gave nine points 
to kind of address how to deal with the stress that's being placed on couples. And I guess this is applicable to just people in general living in a house. Because, you know, it could just be like, you know, someone that's living, you know, like single and they're living at home with a parent or another family member. And it's just like they're used to not really seeing each other. And now it's like, oh, we got to see each other all the time. So I think this is helpful for everybody. So the first one says, understand that everyone needs time to realign. Life has changed. Many among us have gone from a thriving experience to a surviving experience seemingly overnight. This isn't easy and requires time for everyone to adjust. Understanding this is crucial. The difference in mindset can create a unique tension and demand a focus on psychological survival, says Louis Lavis Webb, an Austin-based psychotherapist. The skill set that survival demands is different than what is required to thrive and can include greater flexibility, presence of mind, a sense of urgency and functionality over process. Um, I think this is a really, really great point because um, I think this I just started realizing this like the end of last week, because not for nothing. This has been the longest month of my life, <laughs> of my whole entire black life. March is long. Why is it still March? March. Jesus. This March is long. It has been a long and so many things have happened. Like literally at the beginning of this month, I was getting on the train every day and going to work, doing my usual routine. And smack dab in the middle, it was like all that's canceled. All that's over. Mm. That's done. That's you know. So it's like I'm like even with the working at home, like I'm used to working a certain type of way. I'm used to having I'm used to getting up in the morning having my routine of getting Avery stuff ready, getting my stuff ready, getting on the train. I put my headphones in on the train. I'm listening to my music or my podcast or whatever. I'm riding into work. I get to the office. I see all my people. I get on my computer. I got my two screens. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going to the water cooler. Yeah, like I just have a whole thing that I do every day. And it literally, and it felt like, I'm living the life. I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm in a happy place. And literally like overnight it went to all that's canceled. All that's over. Like now you're at home. You don't have access to a printer or a scanner. You don't have your two computer screens. Um, you don't see all the people that you normally see. You don't have like access to just, oh, let me run down to the Target real quick or let me go to the vending machine. It's just those little things that, you know, kind of sim signify the the thriving of my life, so to speak, okay. that have now just disappeared. And now it's like, OK, when I go to the grocery store, I got to make sure I buy everything I need for inside the house because I can't go outside and get anything. So now it's just like it's just a totally different like shift that I'm sure everyone has had to make. And I can see how that's challenging because some people may be able to kind of like just get on board with the change quickly and others, it may take them a little more time. Like, you know, I think I'm at the place where I'm just like, well, if this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. But last week I was kind of like, I don't know how long I'm gonna be able to do this. This right here, <laughs> oh. Like, but I think over the weekend, I kind of had some conversations with myself and just kind of came to acceptance about it. But some people may not be there yet. Because I know there's some people that are like, okay, so when we go back to work, because... Um... Mm -hmm. And I, I think what's helped a lot is having access to daycare. Yes. Um, so we have time to kind of figure it out how work is going to work. Right. Um, I, I think that 
I think we have the privilege of that happening because like a lot of people do not have that privilege. So we, I, I fully understand that. I fully understand that we have the privilege of having um, a daycare that's still going to stay open so that, for instance, when I have to run into work, there's, I, I, there's not much difference we have to do. I'm yeah. still going in, dropping um, daughter off at daycare and going to work and coming. Like, it, it's, there's not much difference happening. Yeah. And um, I, um, so I, I understand that that privilege is um, available to me, mm-hmm. available to us right now. Yeah. And everything. Um, also, we have the privilege of, because we, we have, um, Kristen has conference calls all the time. Mm-hmm. Like all that, t- all that, all those conference calls going on while having a child here was it won't be as productive. No, because all all y'all going to just hear is a toddler running around in the background. I'm like, <laughs> listen, she's two. I don't know what you want me to say. This is what they do at this age. They scream. Yeah. They run. Um, what we've been also trying to figure out is like how to um, get things done throughout the day. Also, in terms of straining up, getting stuff ready, cleaning. Because like. We're constantly, like, whether it's um, mm-hmm. working on the, doing the nine to five work that we have to do for there, working on the business, um, trying to find other ways to acquire income, all that stuff. While we're doing all those things, it's just, it's important to make sure that everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm trying to, so it's, it's, it's a, um, I think it's an experience for me. Mm-hmm. Because, um. Because I I, I kind of have a feeling of how things would work if I didn't have a nine to five, mm-hmm. and like I'm seeing some things I'm seeing some things that like I know I need to improve on mm-hmm. um, in terms of management. But it's good that I'm figuring that stuff out now. Okay. Especially I'm doing, like because like being at home, you number one you. I think the first problem, the first thing that I feel like when going at home is like you feel as if like you have more time than you actually do. Uh-huh. Um, because you're at home, and especially like we're not used to, you, you, seem like, you just feel like you have more time. Mm-hmm. You're not on at, on point as much as you usually are. Mm-hmm. Don't so, tell my job, but I ain't do much today. So, but you're, like, you're, you're just more relaxed and mm-hmm. chill and how you do things mm-hmm. and everything. You're kind of like, all right, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. Right. Um, you're like, oh, because like in your mind, like, oh, I have time to like have full breakfast. Uh-huh. That, like, oh, but all that stuff just takes more time. Yeah. And like, so like your day, your day kind of goes a lot faster yeah. sometimes. Because um, I'll be and, looking up like, oh, damn, it's four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because like, because just, because like, just like um, regular time, I have to go pick up my daughter from daycare at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And then from that, from that point on, when, and Avery's here, it's a little different. But I, I got to. You know, watch Avery, make sure she gets ready, make sure she gets dinner, like, mm-hmm. the, and everything. And then we don't have time again to after she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry for you. But it's just, it's just trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, the next thing was create new structures. And I think that kind of ties into what you just said. It's like, we are used to a particular structure of how things go. And with this new unprecedented quote unquote free time in order to not like drive each other crazy, you do have to figure out like what the new routine looks like um, at this point. So, you know, we're, we're sort of doing the same thing we normally do, but you know, I don't, I know that we 
we are we are we are still trying to figure out how to be productive while we're home because in our minds we're like yeah um we're home so we can like you know do laundry and do all these other like household chore things that kind of wait till the weekend but it's like we haven't really come up with a sustainable structure (laughs) for how to make that um fruitful during the workday because it's like by the time we get ourselves ready get avery ready get her to daycare it'd be like how's it 10 o'clock already yeah like what's happened like what is going on like it just you know and then it's like oh we gotta like answer emails and get on conference calls and you know work on spreadsheets and follow up on this and follow up on that and so next thing you know you turn around it's like four o'clock it's like where did the day go Mm -hmm. what's happening so it's just like we're still working on creating our a new structure but i i think whatever we're doing right now it's i don't think it's creating any tension or anything like that i think we're just we just recognize okay there are other ways you could be using our time so i don't know if we need to like you know maybe it might be useful for people to get like a calendar or like a a whiteboard or something and just kind of like map out what each day is going to look like and what you're going to do for for both of you for both of you and i, I know like people are used to like i handle my own business by myself right but i think it might be productive for you both to understand what you're both doing yeah and i mean we're laying out because like because like some some what, what happens sometimes is like just like when you're home usually sometimes you plan out like oh we'll do this we'll do this mm-hmm. but like your spouse's schedule be different, but don't, yeah. don't don't accommodate what you what you plan to do. Right. So it's it might be um more productive to plan out those days. Yeah. Um, for both of you and everybody, so everybody knows what the plan is for while mm-hmm. you, while you're both at home. Yeah. And how and how that plays out. Yeah. Other than just like we working from nine to five. <laughs> yeah, like that's not a that's not a good plan because if we're yeah. working from nine to five and then. We're going to get Avery from daycare and coming back home. Then, then the same nothing that was being accomplished before is being accomplished now, which will create uh, frustration. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it the creating new structures. I feel like is a thing that's oh, a constant work in progress. And like from day to day, week to week, you may have to adjust it. Um, I mean, if you still have access to your your uh, Outlook calendar that you were using at work, use that to help you manage your time. If you're a to-do list person like me, use that to help you manage your time. But like, you know, you just have to be in acceptance of the fact that this is a new normal and you have to find new ways to um, adjust. Um, The third thing was set boundaries. Um, So, you know, like we said before, you're used, if you're used to getting up and getting on a train or getting in the car and driving to work, whatever, now you're like, oh, we gotta be in the same space all the time. So trying to figure out like workspaces for one another, um, that's um, something that's important. Um, and space where you can think and do what you have to do without the other person feeling like you're um, impeding upon their ability to work or that um, they're, they're impeding on your ability to work. So it's like, you know, Mark and I, like, you know, if we know we, the other person has conference calls or something, We'll try to leave the room or, or, you know, the floor. Huh? The floor. Or the floor, and just give that person the space to do their call without interruption as much as possible. Um, because we know that, you know, it's a lot going on and it's hard to focus on a work conference call, like with 50 people on it, when 
you know, your partners like right there. And I know for some people that's not the easiest thing to do. But again, I think when it goes back to creating a schedule, if you kind of know about these things in advance, maybe you can figure out where spacing is and where you're going to be for each one. Yeah. Um, you might have to work on headphones for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just figure out how that works out. Because some, some people you might be used to a conference call being um, the speaker on, but if you're both on the same time, might not be able to do it that way. Right. Exactly. So, well, you probably put headphones in or somebody needs to put headphones in. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the fourth one, um, be honest about time alone. Um, you know, I think for people who like myself who commute, like my commute back and forth is my alone time. When I get on that Long Island Railroad, like for those two hours out of the day, that's my alone time where I can do whatever I want. I don't have to think about anybody or anything outside of myself in that moment for that hour and 10 minutes that I'm on the train every day. And, you know, like the article says, we're not used to being confined to our homes all the time. So it's like being around people all the time and not being able, because even when you're at work, if you have an office door, you can kind of just close your office door during your lunch break or whatever and kind of create that alone time or, you know, go someplace and, and create that alone time. But when you're home and there's people in the house, especially people who have like school age kids, it's like, you know, they can't go nowhere. You can't send no 12-year-old to no daycare. Um, so they're at the house with you. So it's like, you have to be honest about figuring out what that alone time looks for you and how you can do it. Whether you, if, like I said, you live in a house, you have a backyard to go outside or to just go in your bedroom and close the door for an hour and just, you know, ask that you be left alone. Um, but you need to be honest about the fact that you need alone time. And, you know, hopefully in explaining that your partner will understand that it's not a, or whoever you're in the house with understands like you don't have a problem with them necessarily or being around them. It's just that you need some time to yourself to just kind of recalibrate and uh, just kind of stay in a good mental space, which I think is good practice generally, like quarantine times or not. Me time is always, you know, a good way to sort of refresh and and, and get back to a good place when things get to be too stressful. But I do agree that in times like this, it is it is important to kind of establish that. Because I feel like if you're just dealing, if you, especially if you're like an introvert and you're just dealing with people all the time around you, like eventually you're going to explode if you don't just like make it clear that I need some space. I need some time to myself where you don't talk to me. I don't talk to you. I'm just over here. And you can go for a walk outside. Yes. It is it is nice. Yes. Well where we are, it's nice. Yeah. It is nice outside. So you could go for a walk outside. It's just they don't want you to congregate, but if you're walking by yourself, you're not congregating. Yeah. So yeah. you can go for a walk outside also. Yeah. You can take a stroll. Yeah. If if that's a possibility where you are, by all means, take a take a take a if, stroll. If it's if it's nice outside. If it's nice outside, yeah. We don't want you to be taking strolls out there, you know, when it's unsafe. Yeah. No. Stroll where it's nice. Um number five says figure out how to fight. Um, basically, you know, being so close together and, you know, being around each other, around each other all the time, um, you start to see things that are annoying about the other person and, you know, it's just the tension levels can get very high, very quickly due to close proximity. So, you know, figuring out how to address those situations, cause it's not like, oh, uh, 
I'm mad. We got into a fight. I'm going to get in the car and drive and go to the bar and, you know, have a drink and, and sort. There's no bar to go to. The bar is closed. Outside is canceled, like I said. So, you know, figuring out, you know, whether it's using a safe word or whatever you want to call it to kind of like stick a pin in the situation before it gets too hectic and, and, and you know, things are said or done that you will come to regret later. Um, that that can be a way to sort of manage tension in a situation where you just kind of have no choice but to be up under each other. Yeah, it, it is good communication that if you can't handle an argument to pause it, but you have to go back to it. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, is, that is number two that's important. Yeah. I'm not saying pause it and be like, ah, not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to move on. Right. <laughs> you have to say, you have to both agree, all right, we're going to talk about it at this time now. And yeah. You both have to be agreed to talk about it at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. And then talk and then actually talk about it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's the um that's a key point when it comes down to disagreements if you don't want to handle it right now. Like you might have disagreed in the middle, you're like, all right, I gotta work right now, I can't which yeah. is fine. Mm-hmm. But it it's one thing to say, no, I don't want to talk about this but say I, I can we talk about this at this time. Mm-hmm. It's different to say um, I can't talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Then can we talk about this now? Here at yeah. this time, it's, yeah. it's it's a different way to word it. Right. If it doesn't, it's not like you're pushing them off as much as we talk about this at this at this different time. Right. When we so, both had a chance to marinate and think about it and think about it and approach the situation more logically. Correct. Yes. That's that's just good communication tactics in general. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Um, the next one says, give one another the be- the benefit of the doubt. Um, it says you're both dealing with increased stress and unpredictability. So it's likely that your partner isn't actually trying to annoy you or act selfishly. They're probably genuinely overwhelmed and not thinking as clearly as usual. Says Jess- Jesse Camp, a licensed professional counselor based in Virginia. If you need to bring up an issue, focus on the specific behavior that's bothering you rather than criticizing your partner's character or personality. I think that's really good advice because... Again, I think a lot of times we're not used to living with one another for real up close and like really paying attention to it because like in a regular work week, you're out of the house most of the day. And like when you come home, your priorities aren't necessarily, you know, cleaning focused when you first come home, you might be like, oh, we got to, you know, help the kids with homework or do whatever else. Like that's, that's just not where your mind is at. But when you're home all day and you're like, you're watching your partner like eat eat food and like leave the plate on the table or you watching them like take their take their shirt off and like throw it on the floor and st- like you're just noticing like little things that are just like working your nerves that you ordinarily wouldn't you would just kind of like roll your eyes at but now that you're seeing it on a continuous basis every day and you're just like just look at them just look at them just look at them just just look at it look Look, and so it's just like you're home all day, and you just like you're seeing the same thing day after day, and it's just you'll you'll start getting nuts, and then because of the 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 frustration of having to be in the house, the frustration of working from home and not having all of your stuff, frustration of like you know income being lost because that's a reality for some people. Like it's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on that can create. Um, anxiety and intention and just lead to things going left. Um, 
being patient and understanding and giving your partner the benefit of the doubt and not thinking that everything is an intent to annoy you um, really will help with, you know, your communication with one another. Because nine times out of 10, I don't think you're, most people's partners aren't doing things to, to intentionally annoy them. Like your part, your partner's not leaving water on the floor in the bathroom to annoy you. That's a really petty thing to do. They probably don't realize they're doing it. They're probably just like stressed out. Who knows what they were thinking about in the shower. They, they just, you don't know. So, you know, it, it, it's better to just say, you know, I've noticed this, like, could you, could you be more mindful next time or something like that? Yeah. As opposed to being, you're just, you're nasty like your daddy. Like, what, huh? Well, it, 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 it's, 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 it's not even that aggressive, even. Like, it's just more, even like on a, um, just be mindful of going against someone's character mm-hmm. versus addressing a situation. Yeah. Um, general practice, not just in, not just in the quarantines. Yeah. Um, just, uh, for instance, if someone, like, sometimes in your mind, you might think that someone just keeps doing something over and over because they don't care. Mm-hmm. In reality, that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might just be something that they, they're just thinking about other things and mm-hmm. they, just, they just get sidetracked with yeah. it. And, like, you have to understand that um, if that is the case, that you're just getting, they're just getting sidetracked, that doesn't mean that they don't care about you and they, or they um, or doesn't mean that they're not listening to you. Mm-hmm. It just means that they're just, it's, they're, trying to change a habit and sometimes it takes time to change a habit yes so instead of saying uh you're doing this because you messy or you're doing this because you could say this is the problem right here this address the specific problem don't address the personality mm-hmm. don't try don't try to fix a personality trait just address the specific problem yeah anytime you try to address a pronounced personality trait you will always be met with pushback because it, it seems like you're attacking them as right. a person yeah yeah and everything that so when you're attacking somebody as a person you're going to come back with aggressively back to them yeah so that's the reason why it's just address the actual problem and exactly what that is mm-hmm. all right agreed um the next uh thing the next suggestion is set aside specific t- time to vent when it feels like the world is burning some people tend to spend all day talking about each little flame Others ignore the heat. Neither approach is worthwhile. Couples need to figure out times to vent to one another during the day. Bone and Camp suggests that during this, each partner gets 10 or 15 scheduled minutes to talk about whatever is on their mind. Work stress. That's a long time. (laughs) Worry about their parents' health, the state of the world, money concerns, whatever. This is time to come together and support. This time to come together and support each other is a wonderful way to stay on the same page reduce each other's stress and stay connected and strong during this stressful time. That 15 is, minutes is too much that time. That's a long time to be just every day. Yes. Yes. I feel like we should do this. Yes. 15 minutes every day, seven and a half minutes. Each person we get to vent about whatever. Why don't you want to vent with me, Mark? Why don't you want to vent with me? Mark doesn't want to vent with me, guys. It's very hurtful. Um, 15 minutes of just venting is just a lot. But it doesn't have to be a whole 15 minutes. It said 10 to 15 minutes. What about 10? Can we do 10? I can be done in a minute and a half. <laughs> well, I have a lot of things. I talk a lot, in case you don't know. Um, I talk a lot, and I'm an extrovert, so I talk through my feelings. Correct. I talk through my thoughts. So you do that thing already. But, like, we should schedule it. No. Well, that hurts me. Because I, I, don't, I don't stop when you vent. 
fine. Mark doesn't want to be my event friend. It's fine. I can be a event friend. No, you don't. Do I yeah. stop you in your event? No, you don't. But I'm just saying, why can't we schedule it? Why can't we have like a specific time during the day where we do this? <laughs> I don't think that's a bad what, idea. What, what time do you want to vent? I don't know. But you let me know what's a good time for you. You think about it. Because you seem, you seem very anxious and stressed right now about what I'm saying. But whatever. We'll, we'll work on it. Look, look, look. Is one o'clock like bad? <laughs> in the afternoon? In the afternoon. Do you want a morning vent or like an afternoon vent? What would be better for you? <laughs> you don't want to do any of the events. You're fine. I'll let you just talk to you when you want to talk to me. Fine, fine. We'll talk about this offline. Um, we'll get further into this. Because y'all y'all need to see Mark's face. Mark is in full-blown panic, like, specific bedtime? That's uh, uh, to me. I don't know. It seems like too much. Can I think um, I let you talk? You do. You do. But I appreciate I appreciate that. That you let me, you let me vent. But I guess, I guess you, you know what? You like the spontaneity. You don't want to know that event is coming. Yes, because I would be anxious to have this. Okay. All right. I can see that. I can see that. I, see. I like to be prepared for things, but, you know, I can see how for you, you might you might feel a little anxious about, about the day. Um, number eight says make time for other people. Um, friends, family, and coworkers help us vent, gain perspective, or just forget about the day-to-day for a while. Even while social distancing, we all need to find ways to connect with people outside of marriage. If you belong to a group or club, see if they can hang out over Zoom or another video conferencing service. Sidebar, we're going to break Zoom. As many businesses as are using Zoom, <laughs> like Zoom can't handle it. Zoom is like, Zoom is, like... Zoom is holding off a day of life, okay? I, I feel like there's other businesses that are probably like doing really well now because people realize that Zoom is out here struggling. Listen, the conference call company that I use for when I do conference call for like my stuff with the church, I tried to call them today to ask a question. They were like, sis, um, it's a lot. A lot of people trying to use our services. Um, here's some suggestions about when you should start your calls so that like the lines won't be clogged. Like it's insane. They're like, we're trying to meet an unprecedented need. Like this, this is a lot. Um, so yeah, Zoom or another video conferencing service. Um, they also say um, if you want to connect with family members or friends one-on-one, set up a daily FaceTime call, make time for interests and connections outside the marriage. Making time for interests and connections outside the marriage can ensure that everyone everything stays level inside the marriage. Um, I agree with that. Um, having conversations, whether it's Zoom, FaceTime, or even just you know a regular phone call with other people outside of the house kind of gives you an opportunity to like talk about something else and kind of take your mind off what's happening in your own situation and help you feel less stressed so that when you do come back into your own household, you know, like from the phone, not from outside, um, you feel, you feel a little bit better. Um, and the last one is remind yourself. These are crazy times during times of uncertainty. We go into survival mode, becoming hyper-focused on ourselves by extension. We become less tolerant of others and more likely to snap at our partners. External stressors will take a toll on a marriage, even really strong ones. When there's friction, tell yourself, this is very stressful for both of us. We are doing our best. At the end of the day, our best is all we can do. Um, that reminds me uh, of my old boss, Susan. She used to say, we can only do our best. And I'm guardenly optimistic. <laughs> That's right. She used to say guardenly optimistic all the time. Guardenly. I mean, it's if you've ever worked for CUNY, guardedly optimistic is the way to approach this job. What? Why guardedly? Because things always go left. <laughs> so just be like, you know, I'm optimistic, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm not going to go all the way. I'm going to be about 60% in this thing, because I've seen this thing go left enough times to know it can go left. So, um, yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, you know, you, I agree that we do oftentimes get into situations where we feel like it's just us that feels this way, but like being mindful that not just your partner, but everybody in the house feels this same way. Yeah. About what's going on. Like, except, except for Avery. Yeah, Avery's living her best life. She's blissfully unaware of what's going on. She's like, why you not? I'm doing me. I'm doing me. Um, but every to everybody else, it's like, oh my goodness, um, we're worrying about this and that. And just just know that, you know, everybody's sort of thinking the same thoughts. Yeah. Everybody has the same concerns. You know, everybody's worried about the same stuff. And, you know, it's it's a challenge for everybody. Everybody's everybody's, you know, dealing with something. And just, you know, to be a little more more gracious and understanding of the fact that we're all trying. We're all trying to figure it out. We're all you know, going through various stages of of stressing or whatever. We're just trying to do the best we can. And that's really all that we can ask of ourselves and of our partners and, you know, the people that we're quarantined with right. at this time. So, yeah, um, I hope these were helpful tools and uh, maybe we'll put this up on the, on the, uh, on the uh, social medias and stuff when we post the website, so people post the episode. I'm sorry, so people can read the um, the link for themselves and see the uh, the tips that they recommend. Yeah. All right, we're an hour and five minutes into this bad boy. We've been talking for a very long time. Yes. Um, this might be a long podcast, y'all. Don't be alarmed. Um, y'all know y'all know the vibes. We got mad, yeah, mad doctor stuff. There's a few things. Nothing too crazy. Um, you say these words. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Um, let's go. So on to our artist spotlight. Artist spotlight. So this week our artist spotlight is a gal from Yade. I named Coffee. Um, she's a young Jamaican um, reggae artist. Um, she is from Yad, aka Jamaica, like I said. Um, she is twenty years old. Uh, she was born in February. <laughs> She's an Aquarius like me. Book, 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 book. February 16th. Shout to the good sis. Um, Coffee is her stage name. Her government name um, is Michaela Simpson. Um, she was born in Jamaica and um, she basically started making music um, when she was about, she started like in school doing stuff when she was like in her preteens, early teens. And um, she made a song in 2017. It was our first single called Legend. Um, it was a tribute to Usain Bolt. Bo- 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 and um, basically her career kind of took off from there. Um, she released another song called Burning, um, which also helped to propel her. Um, and the song actually like was on the reggae charts um, in New York and South Florida um, for a little while. Um, then she released uh, the song called Toast, which most people know of her, if I'm not mistaken. That's probably the most uh, famous song of hers that people know um, back in 2018. And uh, she also released a song late last year in November with um, Gunna called W. Um, 
So she's been out here in these streets for a couple of years. Um, she won a Grammy earlier this year for the best reggae album. Um, and she was the youngest person and the first woman to be awarded for the um, the um, best reggae album at the Grammys. Um, so she, she, in and of herself, is Black history and women's history rolled into one because she um, did this amazing thing at the age of 19. And I still feel like a lot of people don't even know who she is. Um, but I promise you, once you hear this song, cause it's on commercials and stuff like that. I've heard it on commercials and stuff like that. You've heard this song before, you know who this young lady is. Um, hopefully after hearing the song, you'll check out her stuff and see what else she's got going on. But, um, this is, you ready? This okay. is coffee. Um, and the song is toast. Yeah, blessings we are reap and we curse in handful. Oh, we a rise and boast. Yeah, we give thanks like we need it the most. We have to give thanks like we really supposed to be thankful. Blessings all from me.
Hey. We yeah, back. We back. So ooh, that was coffee. I love that song. Yeah. It just it just it's so positive. It makes me feel like I wanna dance. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. So yeah, get into um coffee and her um work. I think her most recent album was called Rapture. It's out there on the streaming services. Uh get into it. Um, let's move on to our Weekend Random. Okay. Just Weekend Random. Yes. So, um, after your man's, um, 46 minus one, um, shouts out to Remedy, um, said, uh, social distancing, um, and, you know, the quarantining, um, will now be moved back to April 30th. There will no be, but there will not be any Easter, um, gatherings as um 46 minus one had hoped for um because i still think he's lying about having had the rona um and lying about who down to the white house also has the rona um because something made him backpedal and say you know what as a matter of fact let's push it back to april 30th um i also feel like you know these dates are very arbitrary and people are just saying words at this point um he's been just saying words all day yeah but i'm like you know what go off sis um, April 30th, that's when we're supposed to be staying in the house and social distancing until, which is great. Like, I, 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 I always say he's not talking to me, so no. he's, he's, he's talking to people who support his supporters and supporters are eating it up. So. Yeah, because I don't care what the girls say. Like I told y'all last week, if my job come talk about May 1st back to work, I shan't be attending. I'm not coming to anything that y'all talking about. Mm-mm. New York City got, got the Rona. It's the epicenter. I'm not coming. Um, we can video girl, but I'm not, I'm not coming down there. They have the Rona. Until y'all have convinced me completely that the Rona is gone from down there, I shan't be attending. Yeah. Um, with and that, it's still going up. It's not going on yet. Yeah, it's still going up. So miss me. I'm not coming to anything. Um, with that being said, why y'all still having parties in church? These are the things that I want to know. Um, so I saw a video earlier today of the LAPD having to come and break up a party in LA that people were having. The Corona is outside, boys and girls. The outside is closed because Corona is out there. Why are you all going outside and having parties? What is wrong? Y'all people don't want to listen. Y'all want the corona. Y'all want to get sick and die. Y'all want to see y'all family members get sick and die. Because I cannot understand at this point why people are still playing these games and thinking this is a joke. They take Rona for Papi Shul. That's what the problem is. They take Rona for Papi Shul. They think it's a big joke. It's not. People are actually like in these hospitals and in these streets dying for real. Okay? I saw a very alarming video that somebody posted on social media where they showed them loading bodies and body bags onto an 18 wheeler. People is dying. Okay. People is dying. Stop playing around. It's not a joke. You don't need to be having gatherings at your house. Cause I saw another um, article about a guy who had like an anniversary. It was very sweet in his intention. Cause they were saying, you know, groups of less than 10. So he had a little, you know, anniversary party for, you know, less than 10 people. One of them less than 10 people had the Rona and he got it, the husband. So it's just like, you can't even play that less than 10 game anymore. Just minimize your contact with people that don't live at your house as much as you can. Um, yeah, just let's, let's, let's not, let's stay inside. Like don't be standing on corners, talking to one another, playing basketball, like all of that extra stuff. Like people just got to stop. Um, and then there are some churches who for some reason, unbeknown to everybody with good sense. We're still having services uh, down in uh, the Southern states, uh, Florida, 
and uh, Louisiana. And I saw earlier today that uh, one of these pastors in Florida got arrested for um, continuing to have service, even though the state and the federal governments have mandated that large gatherings be canceled. Um, you know, this pastor, I guess, felt that he was single-handedly going to heal the state of Florida from the corona. And, you know, he was busting people to the church. And so, of course, you know, people from the church got the corona now because, you know, they were gathered in a large group, which is against what they said to do. So plot twist people that were going to the church now have the corona. Y'all got to stop being stupid, okay? Just stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Okay? So just stop. Because just people are dying for no, dying for stupidity. Like they're dying for being dumb. Like just stop. Just stop. Anyway, um, this is where we come to the Rihanna segment of the podcast. Um, this is where... It's the Rihanna segment for really from the Navy. And yeah. here we go. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I feel yeah. like we got to do an intro now because you keep doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank this you. This is I... the Rihanna segment for hey. really hey. from hey. the Navy. Hey. Hey. Let's go. Hey. So, yes. Hi, my name is Kristen. <laughs> I am a card-carrying member of the Rihanna Navy, and I am here to come to you with our latest Navy news. Oh, yes, that's what we should call it, the Navy news. Yes, Navy news. So, um, while your favorite celebrity was out here begging for regular people to donate money to these various causes, um, Rihanna donated $5 million to the COVID-19 site. And what did that $5 million do? Did you ask? Glad you asked. Let me tell you. She donated ventilators to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in her native Barbados uh, for them to deal with the growing coronavirus concerns there. Um, she also donated some of that money to Haiti, Malawi, um, and New York. And um, Governor slash President Andrew Cuomo um, thanked her on the Twitters for her donations to um, help in the fight against the coronavirus. Um, this is yet another reason why I am a member of the Navy and I stand the queen because she is one of the celebrities who's bout it, bout it. She says, um, I'm a humanitarian. I'm here to help the people and I'm here to use whatever resources that are available to me to do just that. And what did she do? She put her money where her mouth was. Rihanna didn't get on these internets and say, hey guys, could you donate money? Or could you buy some Fenty Beauty and the proceeds will go to... No, Rihanna said, here's $5 million of my money that I'm going to give for my pocket for this activity. On the other hand, you have Pharrell Williams of the Neptunes fame, who was on the internet begging people to donate money to um, whatever fundraiser he was trying to do for coronavirus. And the internet roasted him. Roasted him. Like a corn on the cob. They said, sir... You stole all of Khalees' money. Certainly you have that to give to the COVID fight. <laughs> and I, 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 ooped. I said, oh my. I bet he rues the day he made that uh, Twitter post. I was like, damn, they dragged Pharrell to hell and back. Y'all celebrities got to stop playing with us. We ain't got no jobs, homie. Half of us, our job is closed, so we're not getting any money. So what are we donating to you, sir? What? 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 Please explain. What are we donating to you? Don't come to ask the regular schmegledegle people of the world to donate anything to anything. Like Jeff Bezos, the richest man on earth. Um, yeah, so I'd like to start this fund and you guys can donate to like help with my workers. You got billions. What do you want from me? 
I've never seen a billion in my life. I'm not giving you anything for those Amazon workers. You have the money. Pay those people. You got divorced and still had billions. Leave me alone. I'm not giving, I'm no. Mm-mm. If I know an individual Amazon worker personally, I might could spot them something, but I'm not giving you anything to a fund. You have billions. Leave me alone. So all y'all celebrities, I know none of y'all listen to my podcast and that's completely fine, but these celebrities got to relax with asking the, the general public who are the most directly impacted by this situation about money. Like, if y'all get the Rona, y'all have the money to get a ventilator set up in your house. You've got the resources. Why are you asking the average everyday person who is literally living paycheck to paycheck, much like this country is, um, to ask them for donations for something? Leave us alone. I will say this, that this, this situation is waking a lot of people up to how trash celebrities are. And like people are like, nah, I thought this person was, was great. They're actually garbage. I'm never supporting anything they do again. So, you know, y'all tell it on yourselves. My queen Rihanna did not go. I love her so much. That was the end of the Navy news for today. We're going to move on. Um, so was the Navy news. Navy news. Navy news. Navy news. Navy news. Hey, hey, hey. And back. And back. Um, so uh, since we've all been inside quarantine, people have been getting creative on the social medias with the different things that they can do to entertain us. So, um, you know, and I think they had done this before. Swizz Beats and Timbaland did like kind of a back and forth um, battle. No, that was Swizz Beats and Just Place. No, didn't Swizz Beats and Timbaland do one before? Like a couple months back? I feel like they did. They started one. They said they wanted to start one, but they never did it. Okay. It was um, Swizz Beats and Just Place. Okay. So they did, a Swiss Beats and Timbaland did like a... a Back and forth. Uh, beat battle. Beat battle, yes. Beat battle. And so after they finished up their beat battle, they said, we should move this to the songwriters. So from that came The Dream versus Sean Garrett. Um, that was a tie, in my opinion, because they both wrote some crazy hits. Most of them for Beyonce, it seems like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, their both of their sets was like very Beyonce heavy. I was like, okay, so there's really no win in this because it's like, I like this, but I like that too. So I think so most of the so, inter- so, so Beehive was getting their life. Yeah, the Beehive was getting their life. Either way, either way, getting their life. So I think that ultimately that one kind of ended in a draw. Um, I don't think anybody was like the definitive winner. That one kind of ended in a draw. They both were were beastie. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the song listing from um, the t- the battles because I found the one for the Jonte Austin and Neo one, which I want to talk about a little bit. Um, so some of the ones that uh, that um, the Dream wrote, the Dream wrote "Single Ladies" and um, Yonce slash Partition. Sean Garrett wrote "Lose My Breath" and "Upgrade You." So, like, they're giving you just, you know, levels, levels to this. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't think anybody, anybody won that one. I think that was, uh, that was basic. All the classic Beyonce records, those two roles. So it was just a Beyonce show. So the Beehive got their life. Yeah. Um, then it moved to Jonte Austin and Neo. That was also one that I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. But I, if I had to, based on what they chose, I would argue that Jonte Austin won that one because Neo chose too many of his own songs. 
Um, yeah, you can't use all your ones. Yeah. Like, when I looked at the list that they had written out, I was like, oh. Yeah, but Neil's, of course, but Neil's going to put these on songs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because you wrote them. Yeah. They're yours. Um, but it's just, they wouldn't go. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I should have screenshotted it. But, uh, 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 Neil got stuff like That Girl, Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson, Don't by Bryson Tiller, um, Own It by Mac Wilds, um, Unfaithful by Rihanna. Um, he also had Take a Bow by Rihanna, if I'm not mistaken. But then Jonte Austin, um, and Neil also had Irreplaceable by, um, Beyonce. Oh, wait. I'm lying about these names. Oh my goodness. Can I find the, sc- the screenshot of it? Basically, um, now why didn't I screenshot it? I'm dumb. I should have. Yeah, but basically, uh, based on the listing, and if I find it, I'll post it somewhere. But basically, based on the listing of the songs, uh, I would say that, uh, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That Jonte probably wrong, won that one. That's my, that's my thought. Because I think John Tate did a lot of Mariah Carey. I think he did like Shake It Off. And I think he also did, um, uh, what's that other? He did uh, Just Be a Man About It for Tony Braxton. He did Don't Forget About Us for Mariah Carey. Um, they put, they, I think they put the list on um, title. Yeah, because I'm like, I know. Because I, I see the, the Dream and Strong Guy ones on title too. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's very interesting to see um, these battles. Um, the Sean Garrett and um, the Dream one. Sean Garrett was on the Narcotic when he did that, for sure. Um, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but I was like, what I did see, I was like, oh, he's on the Narcotic, for sure, because he's just talking super crazy. So people said like some of the ground rules for doing this. And the Dream forward. did no church in a while. Yeah, yeah, the Dream. The, I, 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 if I had to, I don't know. That one was hard to pick who won because they both. They both kind of beastie. Um, but yeah, go check out the playlist out there on the socials, on the on the DSPs, you know. On Dispis. It's out there. Um, in quarantine, what does one do but watch Netflix? So I just want to talk about two things that we watched on Netflix real quick. Um, the first one is Tiger King. Um, you boys and girls were holding out. How long was Tiger King on the internet before this quarantine and no one said anything? I, I feel a way. First of all, my first thought, what am I watching? What exactly is this that I am looking at right now? When I tell you it is like trailer trash, just good God. Just whew, trailer trash tragedy. Um, but you can't look away. Like it's, Oh, they got boy one versus hit boy two. That's fine. We, we've moved on from that. That's fine. I'm okay. talking about Tiger King. Right. Yeah. So Tiger King, um, basically about. I was saying because I was on this one. Yeah. Um. Where do I begin? Um. So basically, if I had to sum this up, Tiger King is a documentary about this guy named Joe Exotic, and his battle with this other woman who is supposed to be a sanctuary, um owner for um, endangered animals like large cats um, named Carol Baskin. And so basically over the series of seven episodes, you kind of see the crazy devolve 
between the two of them. Um, and there's a lot of stuff happening in between. There's a lot of meth use, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, murder plots, um, questionable animal behavior. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's bad enough happening. It's a lot. Like I really just, I can't really talk. I can't really, you just have to watch it. Um, you just, you just have to watch it. Um, (laughs) Bottom line, here are, the, here are the takeaways. White people be wildin'. Um, and that's as a collective. White people be wildin'. Um, I say this because my white friend, she came on my Facebook and she said white people be wildin'. So I'm like, she know. She know her people. White people be wildin'. Shouts to Terry. Um, Carol Baskin killed that second husband. Um, third husband realized she killed that second husband and he's trying to hold on for dear life. So he don't want no smoke. Um, Joe exotic is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, everybody else involved in Joe exotics operation is nuts. All in people then all in people. It's just a bunch of scammers. It's a show about scammers. That that's what it is. It's a show about scammers. Um, cause everybody on there is scamming. Carol Baskin is scamming. Because she talking about, oh, um, I have an animal sanctuary, but the animals aren't in cages. Then they cut the cages. Either I don't know what a cage looked like, sis, or those animals are in cages. I don't know why you're trying to convince me that you're not doing... Like, the, the the way that they was talking about, oh, yeah, we have the, the workers come for like $100 a week. And then Carol was like, yeah, um, do they volunteer? Uh, y'all are exploiting people. What are y'all talking about? D- d- just... It was just basically people trying to say they weren't doing the same thing that the other person was doing, but they actually were. It was insane. The whole thing's insane. You should watch it, though. Get your life. You're not doing anything else. You're not going outside, so you should watch it. Um, Switching gears, the other thing that we watched this week was Uncorked. It's a movie with Courtney B. Vance, uh, husband of Angela Bassett, uh, acting duo extraordinaire. Um, Niecy Nash... And um, the homie Matt McGorry from How to Get Away with Murder, the guy who plays Asher. So they're all in this uh, movie. And it's basically about Courtney B. Vance's son, played by this Marishana American actor. Um, his name is Mamadou uh, Mamadou Afi. That's his name. He plays the son of Courtney Vance and um, Niecy Nash. And they own a family restaurant and um, the father's trying to pass the restaurant down to him, but he wants to go to school to be a sommelier. Um, and it's actually very cool. I thought it was going to be kind of corny, but it was actually kind of cool. Um, he made some cool references about how to associate wines with hip hop, which I appreciated. Um, I won't tell you, but it, uh, it, it helped me make sense of uh, the white wines at least. Um, I've got some, uh, some cool tips here about how to how to, how to choose that. based on my mood. I legit pulled out my pen. I said, "Hold on." He said, "What now?" Me right there. <laughs> that was, was game movie too. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, huh? Hold on. Let me just yeah. Let me just." And the soundtrack for this movie is also amazing. Like it's very hip hop, and it's it's just I love it. But it's also it's like French hip hop and it's like American hip hop. It's great. I love it. Uh, uncorked. Check it out. Um, Niecy Nash is amazing. In this, like she always is, so is Courtney B. Vance. Just, you know, amazing. Loving, love to see black people looking great, doing great, being great. It's awesome. 
Nisi Nash, another black famous. Yes, Nisi Nash is another black famous person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We we know who she is as a people. I don't know if everybody else knows. Okay. Other people might know because she wasn't she on. I, like, say, I think she's in other things. Yeah, she's she's one of those in the middle ones because I feel like she's been in stuff where white people have seen her before. Uh, Reno nine one one. That was definitely a show that white yeah, people used yeah. to watch. That's definitely not our. I was saying, I think she was another thing. Yeah, she's. I was like, I know there's some show she's been in that you know white people would be like on. Um, and yeah, I feel like she's been she's been in a boot, but she's great. Like she's you know she's made her career as a comedian, but when she's in serious roles, she also does an amazing job. So you know what, I am happy. She was in Scream Queens. You know, folks love it. Um. Claws, she's also in right now on TNT. Um, so yeah, she's out here in the streets. Niecy Nash did a great job. Um, other things I've been watching, um, Boomerang and Twenties by Lena Waithe. Both of them are on BET. I don't think I've given BET there's too much traffic in my life. Because um, <laughs> I literally never go on there. Um, like I'll only go on there if they're playing like a classic black movie. Sometimes they'll be playing like Malcolm X or something. I'll be like, all right, I'll watch. But BET original content, I don't really give that um, much of my time. Um, but Boomerang and 20s have actually been really good. I really like 20s. It's very smart. It's very Lena Waithe if you listen to the dialogue. Um, I like both those shows, that and Boomerang. Like, they're both really, really good shows. And I think they really speak to the millennial experience. Like the younger millennials, not our age, but like the 20 somethings. But I feel like I watch it and I kind of can relate because I feel like I was kind of acting like that when I was that age. So it's kind of cute to like, you know, reminisce, mm-hmm. go down, go down memory lane. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for shows with beautiful black people, both those shows give that. Like the way the shows are shot is beautiful. It's almost like kind of how they shoot um, Queen Sugar yeah. in Tw- terms of like the lighting of black people. It's like really... 20, really good. 20 soundtrack is phenomenal. And yeah, the 20 soundtrack is lit. Like, I was sold on the first episode when they started with all the Whitney Houston. I said, oh, this is for me. This yeah. is for me. This is my show. This is yeah. for me. The soundtrack for that is fantastic. And it fits perfectly for each um, scene. Yes. Yeah. Whoever is choosing the music over there at 20, kudos. Give them a raise. They deserve it. They deserve. But yeah, that's a, it's a really good show. It's really smart, really well written. Like, it's really funny. I I just love it. I just love it. And, you know, I've talked on this podcast before about how Boomerang is one of my, like, favorite, like, um, 90s black movies. And to kind of see a show that's picking up with, like, the generation after um, that movie is really uh, very interesting. Um, I like it a lot. And they still kind of reference the, the the previous movie and stuff from that. So, you know, I really like how they've done it. Um so yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, those two are it. They're on demand. Get into it. Sidebar, we finally finished season two of Atlanta. I know we are late. Yes. We are very tardy. We are quite late. Yo, that joint is hilarious. Yeah. If, you, if you've never seen Atlanta, get you a Hulu account and watch it. It'll bless you. We, Truly. We, honestly. And, and, we, and we did like double the keys too. We did that and we, and we saw... Um... Sorry to bother you. Which is a weird, <laughs> weird movie. <laughs> it, is, it is weird. <laughs> It is weird. Like, we watch that and we're like, so what is happening here? Um, yeah, it it was weird. Um, but, you know, if you if you need something to entertain you and, and weird you out, then by all means, that might be that might be the content for you. Um, 
Yeah. I think Black Widow deserve weird movies, so that's cool. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie, it was just really weird. Like it it, it just took a lot of turns. I was like, oh. I, I, wow. I, I think I think Black Widow deserve weird movies. We can have them. We can. We're, we're we certainly can. We're allowed. We're allowed. Um so yeah, like that was all the things that we entertained ourselves with this week. Um and now we're moving to our Women's History Month highlight. This is our last Women's History Month um, highlight for the month for the month of March. Yes, because you're going to get it on the 31st. Yes. yes, you're going to get it on the 31st. Speaking of, April 1st is National Poetry Month. April 1st or like the whole month? No, I'm saying it start, starts. Oh, okay. It starts National Poetry Month. Okay. Um, I think I'm like, I, I'm going to try to do the 30 poems, 30 days. Okay. I do badly every year. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna try you're, to if you're going to commit to that again, I'll support you. Yeah, I'm going to try to do 30 poems in 30 days. I'll try to do it on like Instagram or something. I'll, I'll figure it out. I believe in me. I believe in you believing in you. Um, and then also just FYI, book discussion on chapter two of the Jay-Z book is on Saturday through Zoom. Yep. On the Zoom. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. on Zoom. Get information at theblm.com slash events to get more information. Yes. And we will also put it on our social medias. Yes. Um, on the podcast social media as well as BLM social media so people can join in. Work. Work. Um, so yes. Last Women's History Month highlight of the of the year, I guess, um, will be Ruth Simmons, who is the current president of Prairie View A&M University in Texas. Um I brought, I chose Miss um, Ruth Simmons because, well, Dr. Ruth Simmons, excuse me, because I work in higher ed and, you know, I feel like that's a, an area that doesn't really get a lot of uh, attention or like accolades um, in, the, in the media. Um, but there are some really awesome people of color, male and female, doing amazing things. Um, and so I wanted to bring up one of the stars of the higher ed world. Um, so Ms. Ruth Simmons, um, 74 years old, um, from Texas. Um, she made history in 1995 when she became the first African-American woman to lead a major college or university. Um, this took place when she was selected as the president of Smith College, which is like a private women's liberal arts college in Massachusetts. Um, she was the president of that college until 2001. And while she was there, she created the first engineering program in a U.S. women's college. So, you know, she's black excellence. Um, after Smith College, she moved to Brown University in Rhode Island. That is one of the Ivy League schools. Um, she completed a $1.4 billion initiative called Boldly Brown, the campaign for academic enrichment um, in order to enhance the college's um, academic programs. And that program was the largest initiative in Brown's history. Um, she uh, also, what else did she do? She also, um, she was actually offered the presidency of Howard, of not Howard, Harvard, in 2006, and she 
declined it because uh, she said, um, you girls can't have me over here, even though she did um, actually attend Howard and get her PhD from there. Um, in 2011, she decided that she would step down from being the president of Brown and go back to being a professor because she does have her PhD in um, romance literatures from Harvard and she taught French um, at a couple of different institutions. Um, she moved back to Texas after she left, um, Brown and, uh, you know, the people knew about her work and how great she was. And, um, the people at Prairie View A&M said, we need an interim president. Do you want to step in and just kind of hold us down till we find somebody? Um, so she said, sure, I ain't doing nothing else. And I guess she did such a great job that they offered her the position on a full-time basis. And she said, Okay. So she is now serving as the president of Prairie View A&M University, and she is the first woman to actually serve as the president of that college. And she's been doing that since 2017. Um, she's really just amazing. Uh, she just, oh, she's awesome. And, you know, just to read her story and how she worked her way up. So when she graduated from Harvard with her degree, her PhD, she went and taught at the University of New Orleans. She taught French. Then she moved up to assistant dean. Then she moved to CSU Northridge. And she was an administrative coordinator for one of their liberal studies projects. Then she was a director, acting director for the international program. Then she moved to USC and was an assistant dean and associate dean. Then she was at Princeton, and then she went to Spelman. Then she went back to Princeton as the provost before she moved to um, Smith College. So she's really been in the higher ed world, moving around, moving and shaking, and kind of showing a path of how to get to the point of college presidency, if that is your goal in this field. So um, yeah, just to kind of see the amazing stuff that she has done and the door she has opened um, for other women to um, achieve um, high level positions in higher ed is really just admirable. Um, and so shouts out to Ruth Simmons, Dr. Ruth Simmons, president of Prairie View A&M. Um, she's also, um, she also did, uh, and this is amazing for somebody who was the last of 12 children and whose father was a sharecropper. That's amazing to see somebody, you know, like run all these colleges and kind of take over higher red like that. It's amazing. So shouts to her. Um, that's our women's history highlight for March. And that is Congratulations. all. Congratulations. Yes. To yes. the people for women's history month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this time it's fine for the BLM teachers. BLM teachers. BLM teachers. Should do. All right. Um, this is number two from the uh, um, the book that we uh put out, which I'm probably going to um release just as an article. Mm -hmm. Um, so people can get the information. Uh, the second part is called "Update Your Business Information." Whether you are an online business or you have a physical location, don't forget to update your customers with what the current state of your business is. Some businesses are still open with limited staff. Some are by appointment only. Some are completely closed until further notice. Even if it sounds like bad news, it is important to keep your customers informed. When they cannot readily find your out information through their either phone, website, Google, or driving up, they lose confidence in your business. 
It appears as if everything is now organized. Utilize the following services to assist. Number one, if you have not already, create and update your business information at business.google.com to keep your contact info and hours of operation and business updates up to date on Google. Mm -hmm. Number two, create pop-ups or light boxes on your website to let visitors know what is going on. A video or a letter from the CEO will be a good start. Number three, utilize a phone service to automate messages for when customers call you, such as RoboTalker or Ronage. Mm -hmm. Number four, design quick signs for your business, whether it is window cleans or outdoor signs. Mm -hmm. And these are all good things to do. Once again, the name of the book are 10 things. 10. Small business owners should be doing mm -hmm. while in quarantine. Yes. And that's BLM teachers. Once again, if you have any um, questions, if you need assistance or any um, marketing, one of the time for marketing plan, you would like to website, you like anything in any assistance. Are the socials find managing us, your socials? Find us on the BLM.com. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of T tips, this is an unofficial T tip. Uh, y'all rise and grind, social media people, <laughs> stop. Okay, stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> we don't. We don't need it. Okay. Everything is not a rise and grind moment. This is this is a pandemic. People are allowed to take a moment. Arrest. And rest. Calm down. Also, y'all that are on here telling people then to use their stimulus check to start a business, shut your mouth. Okay? <laughs> shut your stupid mouth. It is hard. It, it is it's hard to start a business on any day. It's really hard now. Yes. Start on what, sis? Unless you're unless you're using that stimulus money to start a food delivery business or something, I can't fathom yes. why you would not pay your actual bills. Correct. With that stimulus. So, so don't, those people that are out there telling people, start your business, don't listen to them. Okay? Yes. Thanks. Yes. And because there's, there's no guarantee where your business will go, you'll waste your money. Right. Um, <laughs> don't if, be out here wasting perfectly good money, child. Yeah. It's dumb. If you're really passionate about something, then do that. I get it. But don't just, don't just, don't just start business to start business. Don't right. Do don't do that. That's, that's the only difference. That's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, those were just my my. One thing I will say is, um, if you can find see any stocks that you would want to purchase, that you know will do better later, maybe I, I would say invest in that maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's... Stock, stock, stocks are cheap now. Yeah. So maybe you can do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can't suggest what it is because that's legal. But, <laughs> but um, you should try different ones. Yeah, get get out there in the streets. See what see what's happening. Work. See what's happening. Anything else? Um, my final thought for today. I just want to know why Barbados won't lower those flights because of coronavirus. That's really what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Um, I've been looking. I've been trying to get the corona deals, and y'all don't have them. So if someone who listens from Barbados could really offer some thoughts about why I can't go there for cheap in the future, um, that would be really... Because they don't want you to come, Christmas. But I want to go. But you live in New York. They don't want they don't trust us. They got the COVID, too. So, I mean, what? They don't trust us. Whatever. It's very upsetting. So do I need to go look and like put in another state's travel room? Maybe. Because they don't trust us. All right. That's fine. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really out here trying to get a Corona deal, and they're not, they're not trying to receive it. Not facility anything. I'm like, guys, like help me. Nope. They won't, and it's hurtful. <laughs> it's very hurtful. So we would not do that. After all the love I show y'all, I can't even get a Corona, Corona flight. Nope. It's crazy. Shut that down. The disrespect. I don't have to be treated this way. I really don't. All right, so we just over here talking about nothing now. So we're just gonna, we're gonna get out of here. 
right. Uh, we're going to catch you later. Thank you so much for everything. Yes, we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. And as we as we do say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On every episode. All of them. We, we did, did you. you. I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.